going? No, man, you got the right classroom. Come on in, take a seat beside me, my friend. Hey, look, here come T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. Morning, you're watching The Road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic. Homeroom is on Rumble. You just go to Rumble and you search the channels for The Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. Might mean you got to set up an account, but it's fast, it's easy, it's free. I did it, you can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can also catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Sometimes on YouTube when the professor's not going to get himself censored. Mostly that's just Wednesday. Then you can catch the podcast after the show. It's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, and sometimes on BitChute. Just look for The Road to Concord. You can go to the blog page. That's theroadtoconcord.com. That's where you'll find all your show notes and study notes and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email a professor at joe at theroadtoconcord.com. He's a little slow, but he'll eventually get around to emailing you back. Phones are on today, 229-469-0335, but only for registered numbers. We only accept calls from regular known classmates. If you wish to call in and are a regular classmate, you may request phone access through an email. If you find our classes helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, subscribe, and share it with those you think could benefit from it. Just warn them that Joe is an acquired taste. The show is listener-sponsored, meaning we do not solicit business advertising, so we are not limited in the content we provide for y'all. With that said, we ask for your participation on a value-for-value basis. If you find our show of value to you, then you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link on the Road to Concord blog page, show description on Rumble, and in the comments on the other streams. Hey, we all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. Now, just stay seated and give it a chance. you soon realize we not might be the smartest, but we each independently form opinions based on reason and logic. We're free thinkers. Let's see what the road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic has on the lesson plan for today. Donuts. We've had donuts. If you don't know what that means, oh boy, are you in for a treat given today's subject? We have had donuts. Oh, one of your classmates has had a problem. He was assigned a writing assignment because he was tardy. He claims that his cat ate his homework. We suspect that his cat might be code for a furry. And we're wondering whether or not he knows our AI. But just in case it's a real cat, we've got a solution for him. Road dog, there you go. Check out the class, the chalkboard at Rodog. That'll take care of your cat infestation. Just take Alf and show Alf to the cat. Make sure you give Alf a bottle of ketchup in it. That's the show for today. <laughs> well, you know, Nicholas Cage is going, you ain't right, boy. And I'm there on the driver's seat going, yeah, I know. Ain't it great? <laughs> Did you see the AI messing with you? No, I didn't see the AI. Was the AI messing with me? Yeah, she muted your mic. Did she really? Did I? <laughs> was Part that me? Out. She, she's trying those hot keys out. <laughs> was that me? Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, sir. Oh, bless your little heart. But, you know, Elf is also a furry, so yes. just saying. You know, there is one little problem that our AI has seemed to have forgotten. 
for an AI, the AI shouldn't have forgotten this, but the AI has to remember that she will be in the flesh face to face with me this Sabbath. Yeah. And I will remember all of this. It's amazing how brave they are when they're avatars, but you know, when they have to face you face to face, like back in the good old days in Gen X's world, all of a sudden you got real nice when, you know, you might get poked in the nose or in this case, have your hair pulled because you didn't have your stranger danger hoodie up. Quick question. Yes. Will BB be there? Yeah, but she can't okay. control me very well. I mean, she can sure try. <laughs> try. All right, let's get on with it. We have a conspiracy theory today. The conspiracy theory is that there was a hanky-panky in the elections in 2020. And since that point, we know that this is not true social media. It's just a conspiracy theory, and that's why we're doing it on Conspiracy Theory Thursday. It's all just conspiracy theory that has somehow or another found its way into mainstream media and the court system. Isn't that amazing? I, you know, for something that didn't happen, it, it just sure seems to be popping up a lot. So I just wanted to take today to go over a few of my favorite conspiracy theory stories that I have found. Uh, I had forgotten how many I had. I counted them last night. You know, I have a folder of all the links. 390 since 2020 alone. 390 stories that I have saved dealing with this conspiracy theory about election fraud or voter fraud or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, these are all conspiracies. Trust me. Yep. Yep. No, nothing true at all. Nothing material here. Nothing to look at. Please move along. These are not the conspiracies you're looking for. Remember social media. I am admitting that this is just, you know, this is just entertainment. It's an art bell day. We're just talking about, you know, crazy conspiracy theory stuff. Nothing to look at here. It's okay. So I brought you 10% of the stories that I've saved, not the number total that I've, you know, being a kook that I am, you know, I read a lot of these things. Here's the first one. Remember, if you're claiming that there's election fraud, you're a nutter and you're, you're part of the sedition and, you know, we've got to do something with you. This is from the Western Journal, which means we shouldn't trust it, you know, because that's Christian garbage. But it does says revealed Amy Klobuchar, Warren, and they, they sent letters about Dominion voting machines and other election technology in 2019, warning of, you know, problems with the voting machines. And we're not going to read all these stories today. I'm just going to walk you through the headlines. I have read them more than once. It talks to you about how these Democratic senators, there's a total of four of them, they were writing letters to people in the, you know, official as U.S. senators saying, hey, the Dominion machines are vulnerable. Well, that would make them sedition. You know, they, they'd be right up there with Donald Trump. Now, we should be prosecuting these people because, you know, they're acting in sedition. They're, they're attacking the country, claiming that there's voter fraud and, and problems with the Dominion machines. Luckily for us, we can dismiss this story because, you know, it's the Western Journal and that's just the, that's a kook Christian website. It's not like we have, oh, wait a minute. This is Elizabeth Warren's official government web page. See up there, it says www.warren.senate.gov. It says Warren, Klobuchar, Wyden, and Pocan investigate vulnerabilities and shortcomings of election technology industry with ties to private equity. 
Three private equity-owned election technology vendors serve 90% of eligible voters but fail to sufficiently innovate, prove, and protect deteriorating machine voting systems. Election security experts have noted for years that our nation's voting system and election infrastructure are under serious threat. Hmm. And you see, you can download the actual real letter that that crazy Christian site was publishing that came from Miss Warren and Mr. Klobuchar, and then they go through this whole list of things they're worried about. Apparently, Dominion machines were not very credible. This was in 2019, before the 2020 election, before that was a conspiracy theory. Oh, well, that explains it, Charlie. It's not a conspiracy theory before 2020. It's only a conspiracy theory after you steal the election from Trump in 2020. Then it becomes a conspiracy theory in sedition. Of course, that, that's correct. Okay, so it's got nothing to do with the accusations or the problems. It's all got to do with which letters after your name. Of course. I got it. Okay. Warning may contain just little traces of sarcasm today. I don't have that meme up, but, you know, just in case. Okay, next story from the Daily Signal. GOP picks up House seat after judge rejects Democrats' claims of voting machine irregularities february 8th 2021 <gasps> after the election there were democrats claiming that there were voter irregularities after the election why aren't they on trial why didn't we put these democrats in jail without habeas corpus and lock them up with the rest of the sedition you know january 6th oh that's right they got a d after their name not an r <sighs> anyhow this is an equal opportunity story folks Here's another one, again, from that you know Western Journal, although now they've got credibility because we did see that they posted a story that came straight from Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren's own Washington, D.C. Senator's Office's website. This one says, government admits Dominion voting machines are vulnerable to hacking in 16 states. Hmm. Okay. So the Western Journal is once again, uncredible, cr crazy Christian you know, blog site. We, we can't trust them. So let's not pay attention to this one at all. CISA releases security advisory on Dominion Voting System Democracy Suite ImageCast X. June 3rd, 2022. Whoa, 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 whoa. What is the CISA? Oh, apparently this is the Cyber Security and Infrastructure Security Agency on the website CISA.gov. Oh, oh my God, this is an official government webpage. Well, maybe that Western Journal was right again. Maybe those crazy Christian Western news sort. Maybe there's something. Okay, what, what's what's this telling us? This tells us that the Dominion voting system is still vulnerable to hacking in 2022. Well, well, Charlie, I'm I'm confused again, brother. I'm going to need a little help here. So in 2020 and 2021, January 6th, there was a conspiracy theory. If you said anything like this, and we could put all these R's in jail without any due process that was okay that was just conspiracy theory and we can lock trump supporters up for sedition but just two years later now the government can admit that everything trump was saying all his people were saying that there's a reason for them to be worried about dominion and now all of a sudden it's not a conspiracy theory again can can you help me out with this well yeah yeah see it, it all comes down to who they want to be in office so, oh. so, you know, if, if they wanted Trump in office, then, you know, none of this would be a problem. 
but because they wanted Biden in office, then, you know, they have to develop this conspiracy theory stuff so that they have means to, you know. Oh, so this explains why Biden said he didn't need our votes to get elected. He needed us to support the steal. I mean, support him after he's. Yes, exactly. Because they have the largest voter fraud system in the history of man. Right. Because, you know, I I used to work in cybersecurity and and uh, just one little fact that I don't even have to read this article. (laughs) There is no electronic voting machine that cannot be hacked. Oh, and they've shown us uh, before the day's over. You're going to find out. It's been I mean, demonstrated it, just how easy yeah, it is. Yeah, to I do. mean, it, it's <laughs> not even hacked. You can just rig them while you're there at the machine voting that day. <laughs> yeah, the, the, these Dominion ones are really, really bad. They they don't have any cybersecurity in them. To speak it's almost of. like they were built that way on purpose. Shh, did I say that? Oh, okay. Thanks, John. We're, we're going to keep going here. So we, we've got that story. Here's another one. From the same, you know, CISA, it's his vulnerabilities affecting Dominion voting machines. Summary, um, affected products, vulnerability overview. Uh, wow, it's like this thing's for real, dude. Uh, mitigations, what they're doing to say. Holy crap. Donuts are laced with sarcasm. Yes, our AI is still commenting. We will have to fix that machine here one of these days. <sighs> so remember, I told you that... Um, Biden made his little Freudian slips before the election, telling us that they had created, they meaning the left, the Democrats, the deep state, created the largest voting fraud uh, system in in the history of man, which is why he, you know, he didn't say it that way, but he said, I'm not going to need your vote to get elected. That's that's what that means is he doesn't need you. He's going to steal the election. He needs you to, after the election, to support his victory because it's not going to be a victory. In other words, when they start telling you we stole the election, we need you to believe the lie. And we're going to tell a big lie, a big man, a big whopper, just like Hitler said, tell big ones, tell them often, tell them forceful, and people start believing it. So I need you to believe the lie so that nobody comes and throws me out of office for stealing an election. Well, that's just a Freudian slip until you have two Freudian slips. This one's from Not the Bee. Congressman accidentally says that voting rights bill is inspired by Hugo Chavez, Cesar Chavez from Venezuela. Remember, we've already got Obama dude, the communications czar, Mark Lloyd, saying that they had to learn from Hugo Chavez about how to control the media so they could successfully steal the nation. Yeah, he did say that. That's I'm paraphrasing. He, he didn't use those words. He did say that the Obama administration was learning from Hugo Chavez's glorious revolution in Venezuela. So this is not a Freudian slip. Donut aside for a moment, if you look at this spiritually, evil must tell you what it's doing. It's one of the rules or seems to be. This is what this is. But if you're one of the people who supported the big lie and and you believe the election was actually won by Biden, then you believe this is a Freudian slip and it's no big deal. He just misspoke. And so did Biden when he told you he was going to steal the election with this giant voter fraud system and he only needed you to support him after he's stolen the election so you don't remove the fraud. Amazing how both of these Freudian slips line up together, isn't it? Amazing how both of them are from the same party, isn't it? Okay, nothing to see there. Move along, you know, just a big old dumpster fire. 
What else do we have here? Oh, study raises, this is from the Daily Signal. Study raises new question about 2020 election results in six states. What? Well, apparently the study, which just, and we're not going to go read through this. You can find it if you want. It's right here. Click. See? Study comes up. The actual study right there. And you can download the paper right there. This is a peer-reviewed study. This is just the abstract. What did he find? He found something like 334,000 excess votes for Biden in the six states of Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. So if you remove the excess votes, the ones that are questionably legitimate, Biden loses those six states and Trump wins the election. Now, he will go on to claim this gentleman who wrote this, who did this study, he said, this is not proof of election fraud. You know why he says that? Because he just proved election fraud, but he wants to stay credible within his industry. That's him having to self-censor himself. He claims you got to be careful with these things. You just can't claim them without evidence. See, that's what he's going to talk about right there. This is a man trying to keep his career because he just showed you that Biden shouldn't be president. And he did it using statistics. And I've, I've read this uh, paper. He does a good job. It's really solid methodology. Uh, for those of you who may not know, I do have a sociology degree, you know, from a university and all that stuff. I've had liberals say that I've learned how to do this. I understand exactly what this paper is. Th this is nothing more than social statistics. I get this. This is the same reason I knew that the election was stolen on the election night. The same reason that Steve Dace went absolutely ballistic because he understands how to read this information too. So good study if you want to go back and look at it. And this is a simple test for extent of vote fraud with absentee and provisional ballots in 2020 U.S. presidential election. That's the name of the study. And here's just another one. This is from Real, Real Clear Politics. New peer-reviewed research finds evidence of 2020 voter fraud. <laughs> By a margin of 52 to 40% voters believe that she'd, uh, anyway, we're, we're not going to read through this right now. But what we're finding here is that um, there was systemic fraud in the 2020 election, both voter fraud, meaning on individual votes, and election fraud. And by election fraud, we're talking about it's systemic. It's actually built into the system itself. This fraud took many different forms. It um, it was ballot stuffing, and it was um, the courts allowing illegal acts. And this this um, this study points out that one of the reasons that something like six thousand votes were counted in Georgia, I think it was Georgia, is because the voters were allowed to go back and correct their mail-in ballots, which is against state law. The ballots should have been voided by law, but because every vote must count, we let them correct the ballot. Sometimes simple things like you, you forgot to spell your name correctly. What? Well, that's probably because they didn't fill out the ballot, but you know, don't pay no attention to that. We got no proof of that, but we do know they were allowed to change it. And every one of them was Democrat, all of them, all of them. And something else, well, they voted Democrat. The other thing that we have found is that in every precinct in the United States, every single one, even heavily Democratic precincts, the in-person vote went for Trump. 
the people who showed up on voting day, those precincts, every one of them voted for Trump. And in almost every precinct, the mail-in ballots went in for Biden. Almost every precinct. If you understand statistics, that's impossible unless Trump won in a landslide, which is exactly what he did. Well, Joe, you got no proof. Yes, I do. I just cited you the proof. That is actually mathematical, statistical proof of systematic, systemic, systematic tampering with the election, which means he won. <laughs> and he won big. But you're not allowed to know that because, you know, this is all just conspiracy. There's no proof, Joe. Okay, well, let's just keep going. These are all just, you know, 10% of the stories I've got. <gasps> We've got a comment on the board. Your liberty that our government has taken illegally isn't coming back. Shh, Aaron, don't tell anybody about that. The vulnerability of our voting machines. This is from Cy Am, Scientific American Magazine, mainstream publication. When Americans go to the polls, will the hackers unleash chaos? This is a big story about how our voting machines cannot be trusted. And it seems like election interference is occurring all around us in so many different ways. How is the hacking of voting machine software related to the disinformation campaigns that show up in our Facebook feeds? What? Scientific American is telling you that... Um, the claims in your Facebook feed that there's nothing to the vote fraud. That's disinformation. There really is a problem with the vote fraud. Oh, by the way, this is from November 1st, 2018, 2018, two years before the election. You think if they knew that there was this much trouble, they'd have fixed it before the election. Unless of course they didn't want to fix it. Unless, of course, maybe they're the ones who built the problems into the system. <gasps> Shh, that's a conspiracy theory, Joe. Luckily for us, this is Conspiracy Theory Thursday. Now, from the AP, Charlie, I'm confused. Isn't the AP the mainstream media? Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty big. What does this title say here? Let's see, cyber agency voting software vulnerable in some states. Isn't that a conspiracy theory claim? Yeah, it is. And, and in the it, mainstream media. But it, but it is disinformation. Yes. Because it, it says some states. Yeah, it that's should right. say yeah, all yeah. states. Yeah, it, well, 90% of precincts. Yes, yeah, most of them. Yeah. And this is from May 2022. Definitely after the insurrection. So why aren't these people in jail? Well, see, it's they're... It's the AP, which means the they're Democrats. Yeah, oh, okay, they, they I can, understand. Yeah, yeah, they're on the right okay. team. Yeah, and see, they're they're doing this to, you know, just... Well, you know, you know how you you talk about sometimes that, you know, they do things intentionally to trigger individuals to do things and stuff. Yes. Could this possibly be nudge or shove or shove? <laughs> well, it could be shove too, but you know. Here again, I did not plan to do the show on Tuesday to support today's show. I just follow the bouncing ball that the spirit hands me every day. And yeah, yeah it, it, Charlie's connecting fireflies. Charlie has become a fanboy, folks. He's starting to think like me. Oh, gosh. He's a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> conspiracy, <laughs> maybe. Theorist, I'm not so sure. Exactly. Okay. 
real, 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 clear politics, real, clear politics, folks. Flashback 2019, HBO's John Oliver warns about unsecure voting machines. Would we call HBO a left-wing or right-wing organization? Pretty sure that falls under the left-wing whack jobs. Did I say whack? Okay. This falls under the and totally prim and proper and above board, clean as the driven snow left wing of the United States. So does John Oliver. <laughs> hey, AI, you can go ahead and do your <laughs> cough, you know, your Iceman cough. Anyhow, he's warning us back in 2019 that the voting machines are not secured. And yet, somehow or another, They've now been warned by Democratic senators and from their Democratic people in the media, and they still did nothing about it. A dip by DDT on the board, he says, but Joe, they didn't have time to fix the voting machines because of COVID. <laughs> shove, dip, shove. They needed a crisis that let them put a new system into place that was not legal, that surprise, 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 in less than 30 days, they had the system ready to go. The new mail-in, I mean, all in ballots were printed and everything. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bullcrap, cough, cough. Yes, exactly. Okay. Forensic audit of the Dominion voting equipment in Michigan shows intentional errors. This is AMAC. I think that's supposed to be a fairly reputable organization, you know, uh, Association of Mature American Citizens. They're expensive enough, you know, big enough that if they print something really false, somebody will sue them for it. Uh, so what did this show? <laughs> Arctic tortoise. No, wrong perspective. They had time to make the system better to manipulate. Yes, exactly, tortoise. That, that told them where they had to fix things so it wasn't as apparent that they were cheating. The tortoise gets the gold star today, boys and girls. <laughs> But this is a story about just how easy it is to rig a Dominion machine. And this was out, uh, let's see, 2020, December 15th, 2020, right after the election, leading up to the insurrection. This is Ammo Land shooting sports, so we don't have to pay attention to them. Forensic report of voter fraud on Dominion machine results released by judge. This is why we don't have to pay attention to them, because you can actually download the report right there. Oopsie. Yes. Judge Elsenheimer approved the public release, which is right there. The link to it again of the results of the 14 December. There's a forensic audit PDF format at this link here. Allied security operationals group takes you right to the group that did this. The conclusion is that the system was intentionally and purposely designed with internal errors to create systematic fraud and influence election results. That right there, folks, is voter fraud. This is in Michigan, where the governor refuses to prosecute these crimes, which is voter fraud. That's that's election fraud. When the when the when the governor who is the governor of a state whose primary job is to enforce the laws of that state refuses to enforce their election laws, that is election fraud. This, where your machine is rigged intentionally to give more votes to one candidate over another, that's voter fraud. They're two different things. Vote fraud deals with the individual vote, the tally of the votes. Election deals with the system of the voting. That, that deals with systemic issues. Vote fraud is the individual right there at the voting machine. Election fraud is the overall bigger picture. We've got both going on here. 
and this audit proved it in Michigan. They said they also said that the vote totals varied significantly on different dates, showing the unreliability of the tabulation system, meaning that every time you count it, it gets a different number. The vote adjudication logs for 2020 are missing. Adjudication logs for previous years exist. Adjudication logs, that means you can go back and prove what that the machine is actually telling you what was entered into it. If they're missing, the entire election should be invalidated. That's like saying, okay, I want to do an audit on your paperwork. I'm the IRS, but you don't have any of your records from the last 20 years. Do you think that the IRS just walks away and says, okay, well, no problem. Oh, hell no. Oops. Did I say that? No, what the IRS is going to do is just estimate how much you now owe them. And you're guilty. Because, you know, with the, when you're dealing with the IRS, that's the only place where you're guilty and have to prove yourself innocent. It's totally unconstitutional, but the courts have said that's okay. Yeah, you still live under the Constitution. Bless your little hearts. It says, uh, server security logs prior to 11.03 p.m. on November 4th, 2020 are missing. Server logs before November 4th, 2020 are present. This is when everything shut down and all of a sudden the votes started showing up. You know what this is called, folks? This is called evidence of a conspiracy to commit a crime. Well, they're just missing, Joe. That is, no, that's evidence that the people working within these election systems are intentionally, they know what they're doing. They're covering up. This is them shredding documents. That's what this is. This is literally shredding documents. And then it says on November 21st, 2020, an unauthorized user unsuccessfully attempted to zero out election results. This demonstrates additional tampering with data. This is just a few of the findings in this paper. Move along. Nothing to see here, folks. There was never any credibility to vote fraud or election fraud anywhere in the 2020 election except Michigan, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia. <laughs> you want to keep going? <laughs> uh, anyhow, we caught them. Dominion is busted. Georgia hand count changes election results. What? This is on Rumble. You can go watch this video. He's done what we do. He says, here's a link to all of his links and his Substack links. He's got the proof. This is just the video of him presenting it. But he's got the proof. And notice, look right there in Georgia. Those little blue counties overrule all those red counties. Gee, I thought this was democracy. Well, yeah, but there are more people in those. Yeah, but there's more red counties than there are blue counties. So a few blue counties are telling all those red counties what they have to do. Yeah, but there's more people in there. Let's see, now you understand what the... Uh, Electoral college is all about is so that two or three states can't tell the rest of the country what they have to do until now. But we've got to maintain our democracy. We're supposed to be a republic, which means that those few blue counties shouldn't be telling all the rest of that state what to do. States ought to have an electoral college too. So many votes per county. Yeah, and even the Republicans are calling it a democracy now. Well, that's because they're part of the progressive party. Anyhow. When you hand count these things, and pay attention to this, it will come back up later in class, folks. When you hand count the actual election in occupied Georgia, and for those members of our audience behind the lines of occupied Georgia, and this is one of the reasons we call you occupied Georgia, when they hand counted them, lo and behold, it came up different than what the computer machines told them. Whoopsie. Almost like somebody did exactly what the previous story told us. Rigged the machines to report a fraudulent result.
West Orlando News, whistleblower exposes security threats, felonies, at supervisor of election. <laughs> if you read this one, what you find out is this is the West Orlando News' official news report, Central Florida's independent voice. This is a fairly credible, you know, independent news. They do verifications. They back everything up. You read this article, you find out that this whistleblower tells you that their local supervisor of election is rigging the vote. This is election fraud. Folks, these are all in the headlines, right? Just the news. This is John Solomon, former real reporter, now just a hack, private hack. You know, why is it private hack? Because the mainstream media got too crazy for him. And he wasn't liberal enough to keep going along with it. So he went out on his own to give people real news. Whistleblower letter alleges thousands of fraudulent votes in Pima County, Arizona. The letter addressed to the DOJ was read into the record at recent election integrity hearing. Yeah, in Congress, read into the record. Well, you can have anything read into the record. Doesn't mean anything. This just goes over how there's election fraud in Arizona. Hmm. Whistleblowers suddenly aren't all that important anymore. They are if they're blowing the whistle on Republicans, or at least Republicans we don't like, but you know they don't apply if it's going to hurt the Democrats. The Epoch Times, surveillance cameras and whistleblower were key to cracking ballot stuffing case. You mean this one was actually in the court? Yes. Activists' claims of widespread voter fraud were bolstered by video evidence of illegal ballot box stuffing that caused a judge to order a redo of a primary. You know what? Nobody went to jail. They've got evidence of people breaking the law, and all they did was order a new vote. That shouldn't be a judge anymore. And the DA and the assistant DAs and all the, the legal system of this state is gone. It's totally shot. Have you ever noticed that when we catch our politicians and our officials doing things that are crimes, you say, what do you mean I doxed 50,000 million people by letting out their vote? Oh, did I do that? It was just an accident, and it's, a, it's illegal. You go to jail for that one. I have allowed 33,000 emails to get published and, and, and elited into different countries' hands because I was storing them illegally at my house. Oh, big deal. You know, whatever. I'm sorry, Mia Copa. Oh, and we let Hillary Clinton go. I'll just wipe it with a cloth. If I had convicted her of each case and sentenced her consecutively, how many lifetimes would she have had to live to serve out her sentence, Charlie? Something like six or seven of them? And she'd have to live the 90 in each case? Oh, more than that. She'd have been in jail forever, folks. Dip by DDT on the board. He says, sorry, Joe, Charlie Daniels did say that the ev the devil went down to Georgia, monster of Jekyll Island. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind. He was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. <laughs> so folks, <clears throat> this is a case in the courtroom, ballot box stuffing, you know, 2000 mules, that type of stuff that pay no attention. This is not the ballot box stuffing you're looking for, except here it was. I bet you somehow or another this was connected to overthrowing a Republican's victory or something. I'm not even going to bother reading the whole story again. I've read it once before. Now, we have videotapes of someone bringing in thumb drives and bringing in ballots. This is a Democrat county supervisor accuses Democrats of rigging primary after discovering massive election fraud. What? This is a Democratic county supervisor 
accusing Democrats, you know, organized Democratic, uh, um, s- s- you know, scammers, vote frauds of rigging a primary after discovering massive election fraud in the system. Democrat against Democrat crime. Why isn't he in jail? This is from 2023. Hmm. I guess it's okay when Democrats accuse us. Stuffed ballot box is another castle. Yeah, is in another. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, for those of you who are behind the lines of occupied Georgia, huge caught on video. Brian Kemp tells Georgia voter, if you give anybody a voting machine, they can hack it. Well, that's true. And it's very easy to do. And we'll see that before the day is over. I'm going too quick, Charlie. We're going to run out of material. I should have printed all 390 stories. Then here's another one. Democrats admit on video it's easy to hack voting machines. Who's that right there? That's not Kamala Harris. I don't think that looks more like uh, Nancy Pelosi to me. Maybe this is a... uh, Maybe this is fake, except it isn't. If you watch the video, it's they got the name wrong. <laughs> so what we have here are elected politicians on both sides of the aisle telling us that these machines are easy to hack. They know it. Why do they know it? Because the people have been, you know, the experts have been telling them how easy it is to hack these machines behind the scenes. They're getting their security and election briefs and their legal briefs and everything. And they're subject to information that we don't get. And they know very well that these machines are easy to hack and they know how to do it. So now what we're going to do is we're going to look at some more stories here. This is from the gateway pundit. Who's cleaning our voter rolls. A Soros funded ERIC network is now used in 31 States. Eric database is comprehensive and would be one of the most uh, coveted by bad actors looking to influence an election. What? The net result of this, the, the takeaway here, read the story. This is true. The company that is quote unquote, helping to clean up the voter rolls on the different States election ballots, you know, in your voter registration, it's funded by Soros, George Soros. Do you trust that company? And in many cases, the DAs in those states were also funded by George Soros. Do you trust this system? I don't. Not a bit. Not one bit. And this is true. Just just read the story. Look into it. It's Gateway Pundit, Joe. Yeah, I know. Read it anyway. See where the information comes from. This is Eric. That's the system. That, that's the George Soros program. It says states won't provide lists that update voter registration. We must demand them. What? The states where Soros' system is being used will not give you the updated voter registration list. That's public information. They're supposed to give it to you. You have to take them to court and force them to give it away. It, it, election security people are supposed to be able to get, you know, the Republican should be able to walk in and get that anytime he wants. A Democrat should be able to walk in and get that anytime they want. You know, poll workers or watchers. Most every state has a, a law that says that they have to give these things up, but they're not doing that, folks. Not only is this tampering from a known biased person with an agenda, we know that Soros funded organizations, he's here to overthrow this country. Remember, this is his MO. He first erodes your support 
of the election system in the democracy overseas. Then he destroys your currency and finally topples your country. He has said he's a messianic figure whose role in life is to topple the United States of America. Wait till the end of the show, or at least the end of this hour. So he's funding this system, and they it, now all of a sudden they won't give you the information that they legally are in, required to give you. Told you. You can verify this. Judicial Watch, this is from in the news, uh, Judicial Watch. Judicial Watch pushes five states to clean voter rolls of fe, uh, or face federal lawsuit. So Judicial Watch is having to spend private money to force these states to do what they legally are supposed to do anyhow according to their own laws. Why won't the states follow their own laws? Do you suspect it's if... It's too hard. Oh, no, I bet you it's even more insidious than that. I bet you if you find out the states that are causing you the most trouble, maybe not the governors, but the local precincts are controlled by Democrats. Probably. And this including my own state of Florida, although DeSantis has gone a long way to clean up a lot of this mess since this happened. This is from Breitbart. Oh, that's another one we can't trust, Joe. Uh-huh, right. Law firm sues Michigan Secretary of State for leaving 25,000 dead registrants on the voter rolls. If the Secretary of State knows that they're dead and they're still on the voting rolls and doesn't remove them, that's a violation of your state law. I bet you any money. And if it isn't, it is absolute proof of election fraud. You're leaving them on there for one reason and one reason only. There is a pull out Occam's razor, Charlie. Get your Occam ready. What is the only reason to leave that you can think of, the only rational reason that you can think of to leave known dead, you know they're dead, you leave them on the active registration. What's the only reason you can think of to do that? Because every vote should count. Yeah, even the dead. Yeah. And you do realize that every dead person suddenly goes from whatever party you were to Democrat. Well, of course. Friends don't let friends vote Democrat when they're dead. Because that's what happens. When you die, you could be a lifelong Republican. When you die, you will become a diehard Democrat. That's actually been demonstrated. The dead, in almost every single case that's been researched, always vote Democrat. Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're zombies. Yes, they're zombies. Yes. <laughs> zombies are Democrats. <laughs> Don't think the Republicans are innocent in this, folks. They're not. From just the news, Watchdog Group says 2020 ballot images destroyed in 74 Georgia counties. The ballot images are crucial for election records and required by both federal and state law to be retained for 22 months and 24 months, respectively. And they weren't. And nobody went to jail. That is a sign of systemic election fraud. In other words, we stole the election. Now let's get rid of the evidence that we stole it. This has happened in all of those six states that magically elected Biden. This happened in all six of them. All the records are gone. This is from the Federalist Papers. Biden admin begs the court not to release expert report on security of Dominion voting machines. This is a Canadian company making the machines for American elections, and he wants to, to keep the report private. Why? Why would you not want to let the American people know about this expert's report on the security of those Dominion machines? This is in February of 2022. 
I pull out all I Occam. Well, Joe, we've got legal issues that we've got to protect Dominion. No, you don't. No, you don't. Not even if it was an American corporation. It's a public service. The people have it's democracy, right? Shouldn't the people know whether or not these machines are safe? Well, if we if we release that report, you're going to know that we've been protecting a machine that votes the way we want it to, and you might not. Ah, there you go. Occam tells me the reason they're trying to protect this is because they don't. It's the same reason they destroyed all the the images of the voting back the paper ballots. They don't want you to have the proof. This way, they can keep saying there's no proof. Say you want to prove that the machines reported wrong. Show me the paper ballots where you destroyed them. No, you didn't prove that I destroyed. Where are they? Well, they just got lost or accidentally destroyed. It was always an accident. It was an accident. That's what Hitler should have said at Nuremberg. You know, he shouldn't have shot himself. He should have gone to Nuremberg and said, well, those 11 million people I killed, in the- it was an accident. You think that would have worked for him? Why does it work for these people? I didn't tell them to kill all those people. They did it on their own. Yeah. Somehow it works for these idiots that are in charge of this country. This is from the Daily Beast. That's a That's a right-wing organization, isn't it, Charlie? The Daily Beast? Yeah, they're pretty beasty. Yeah, that's about as left as you can get, folks. <laughs> Judge Seals' report on voting machine vulnerability. Oh, that's just because Biden won. No, folks. <laughs> this is the year before, 2021. We've got multiple cases where the judges are sealing the reports on the vulnerability of these voting machines. The evidence that people like trump need to prove remember uh, trump was he's on trial for a january 6th insurrection he was just told you have no right to subpoena the information for the january 6th trials so the judge says that's just a fishing expedition that's called right of discovery can i ask a stupid question sure remember it's just conspiracy theory so there can be no stupid questions today based on what i understand of the constitution can a judge really seal a public court record? No, that requires an act of law. Okay, just 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 checking. Just checking. Well, you know, the judges are ruling from the bench, right? Everybody wants to be in charge. Wisconsin Sheriff, the AG, the Assistant Attorney General, whatever, refused election crime evidence in March of 2021. What? Evidence of election crimes in 2021 was refused. It was after 2020. He showed them, he gave them the evidence, and they refused to prosecute. That's a sheriff giving over the evidence, folks. You can go read this story. Well, that's just prosecutorial discretion, Joe. It's also when it's always in favor of one party over another, that is election fraud. It has nothing to do with something like all these stories so far, folks, I handpicked them for a reason. They're in the quote unquote mainstream media or they're actual court cases that were adjudicated. They're verified evidence. This, and you're told in the media, there is no evidence of vote or election fraud in this country, especially in the 2020 election. Every single story we've seen so far today is evidence of election and voter fraud. Every story is evidence. We'll say, Joe, the, the, the evidence was destroyed. The destruction of evidence is evidence. It goes toward the preponderance of guilt, guilty conscience. 
that is admissible in court. All you have to do is say, Your Honor, I'm submitting this to show evidence of a guilty conscience or a systematic process that shows intent of a crime. It will be allowed into a court. Everything we've covered today is evidence, folks. So when they tell you there's none of this exists, you're being gaslighted. Here's another one from the Epoch Times. Texas Republicans urge court to reconsider decision that stripped the AG of the power to prosecute election fraud. Where does the court get off telling the attorney general that he or she cannot prosecute a crime, that the state legislator has made a crime, and charge the attorney general with prosecuting? Where does the court have any ruling in that whatsoever unless they call it unconstitutional? And how can it possibly be unconstitutional to make voter fraud illegal? And this is in Texas. You know, once they turn Texas from purple to blue, it's over. California, New York, Chicago, um, Texas, we're done. It's not voter fraud. Just a few people made a couple of mistakes along the way. Yeah, tens of thousands of people always in the same direction. From not the bee. Why do you think California just made it illegal to count ballots by hand? Yes, it's true. They did. So I can't do a physical recount. I have to trust the machines. The machines that have already been proven do not accurately tally the vote. This is evidence of a guilty conscience. They know they have to make it so that you can't prove they're cheating. That's what this is. I can't prosecute it. I won't accept the information that you're receiving. I destroy the evidence. I make it so you can't handcuff. Hey, y'all see in the, you see the velocity vector going on here, folks? All of this points in one direction. Election and voter fraud. Systemic coordinated voter fraud. We have built the world's largest election fraud system ever known to man. Da, 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 da. Joe Biden, before the 2020 election. Senility doesn't lie, folks. Dementia doesn't lie. He, he was telling the truth. Ballot mules funded by Obama-linked NGOs pour billions into local insurgencies. What? Yeah, this is not 2,000 mules. This is other people. And what you're seeing right here are people handing out Ballots that have already been filled out that you're stuffing into the boxes. Boxes provided by Zuckerberg and Facebook. This is systemic voter fraud. From the Federalist. Wisconsin's illegal ballot drop box operation further proves 2020 was not the most secure election in history. This is a, the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled that the unmanned drop boxes used to collect absentee ballots during the 2020 presidential election are illegal. They knew they were illegal when they were using them. They violated existing laws. But, but every vote has to count, Joe. Yes. And you know, Charlie, I have dozens of stories that I did not include in today's story about the Democrats across this country forcing local reg registrars to take illegal aliens on the voter rolls and let them vote. 
well, they're undocumented immigrants, Joe. No, they are illegal aliens, and they're being allowed to vote in this country. Well, yeah, because this is a democracy. They're not part of this country. But but they're a minority. They should be heard. Their voice should be heard. See, you've thrown the law away. You might as well let everybody in the world vote in our elections, which is exactly well, what some of Soros' people have said should be doing. We should be, right? Yep. Another one of the stories I didn't give you. The Democrats have forced, the through the courts, they have forced electors, you know, electors' offices to allow foreign funding of United States campaigns. That oh, used that, to be illegal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And not to mention that the Dominion voting machines and a lot of the election software is foreign-based. Yep. Arctic Tortoise says, that. with today's education, do you trust a younger person's ability to count? No, <laughs> not that any of this matters. Here's one more story for you. David Horowitz, Zuckerberg's outpouring of money to quote unquote, fix the election was ignored by the IRS. It, it was illegal. The money he spent, it voted almost every campaign finance, federal campaign finance law in the books. Nothing happened to him. If that had been Trump spending his his own money that way, do you think he would have been ignored? Be honest with yourself. I don't think he would have been ignored at all. Let's get these last few stories done before we go to the break. I don't know what we're going to do in the next hour. I've ripped up all my material for one day. <sighs> right here from Powerline. Can the Democrats' structural advantages be overcome? This is election fraud. What it's talking about is the entire system from gerrymandering to the way the election system has been designed is designed to favor Democrats. That's a systematic structural problem. That is difficult to overcome because every time the Republicans try to rearrange the, the districts, the judges come in and say, nope, you can't do that. Democrats can rearrange it, but Republicans can't. And when you appeal to the courts to say, and hey, you're favoring one party over another, they don't want to hear the case. That's also part of this structural problem. Tell me, folks, how are you going to fix this? You're going to vote your way out of this mess? Taking advantage of the COVID pandemic to change the way we vote. Ta-da, ta-da. American greatness. This is all about how great it is. The, the pandemic allowed us to go to easier ways of voting. Now you just mail it in. Folks. This is the reason COVID was thrown at you when it was. If they hadn't had the mail-in ballots where they could stuff the ballot boxes that Zuckerberg so conveniently had ready to go, because that's another thing, folks. <laughs> From the time when they decided to do the mail-in ballots to the time those boxes were delivered, you didn't have enough time to manufacture all those boxes. Those things were sitting ready and waiting to go. You mean to say that this was planned? That COVID was released intentionally just at the right time to affect the election? Yes. Oh, now, you know, you're going a bit too far with that, aren't you? Oh, I'm going to go even further, Charlie. COVID didn't start in Wuhan. It started in West Virginia. In what? West Virginia? Yes. How did it start there? Remember the uh, college professor and his two Chinese uh, grad student assistants that were arrested for biological espionage right at the start of the COVID incident. He attended a university in West Virginia. 
and he was connected with the Wuhan labs. And he and those two Chinese nationalists, they were deported. He fell off the face of the earth. Nobody knows what happened to him. Hmm. And the CDC was tracking what they were calling ILI, influenza-like illness, months before COVID became a thing. Hmm. And Aaron Spikes reminds us, Fauci said something about a pandemic before the election. Yeah, none of that has anything to do with... Yeah, I'm telling you that I cannot prove it. This is Conspiracy Theory Thursday. It is conspiracy. But I'm telling you, when you add up all the vectors, it points to the fact that this was released on U.S. soil in the Appalachians, hillbilly country where nobody gives a crap. And it spread to the rest of the world, and they blamed it on the Chinese to hide the fact that we did it. If you think that the United States government is above such a thing, you have not paid attention to enough Conspiracy Theory Thursdays on this show, because we have demonstrated to you documented incidences where the United States government gassed and chemically infected cities. They, They once used a biological weapon on the city of San Francisco just to test to see how well it would spread. It was supposedly benign. It was just a little whatever that wasn't going to cause you to get sick or anything. But then they did innocuous blood tests. They were calling people in randomly across the city, telling them they had to get a blood test for something else. They were actually testing for, we we covered that. They've released mosquitoes in the country to do things. They just recently did that in the, in the state of Florida. They released mosquitoes. What they're looking for with the mosquitoes, they tell you it's one thing, but what they're actually doing is a test to see how well they can spread a biological agent using mosquitoes in the, into the population. Don't tell me that this isn't what they do, because they do. Comment on the board from Barbara Stratton. Louds County, Georgia took $346,467.75 in grant money from Zuckerberg's group for the 2020 election per an open record request. That's that's a crap ton load of money going into something that he shouldn't be putting money into. So, yeah, folks, I'm telling you, that's exactly what COVID was popped on you for. And I'm telling you that if you, as a logistician, there's a saying in the military, Charlie, you've heard this. Amateurs talk tactics, professionals talk logistics. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Logistics folks. How do you make and transport and get things set up that that's why the United States military has always been so strong. We excel not so much at fighting. We do there too, but we excel at logistics. I've had to study logistics. I was in the maintenance department. That's one of the biggest things we got to pay attention to, the flow of repair parts and fuel and things like that to maintain the vehicles. It took longer to get these ballots printed and the envelopes and the ballot boxes and everything. That was designed months ahead of the 2020 election. It had to have been. Years ahead. And there was a system in place to get all these things into place without anybody knowing it because these drop boxes just show up overnight. That doesn't spontaneously happen. If you understand what you are looking at, and trust me, I do, but I can't tell you why I know what I'm seeing. I can't. Signed a little piece of paper that said I can't talk about this. This has all the fingerprints of a planned operation. All of them. Ah, dip by DDT. Yep. Everyone forgets about the upper respiratory virus that was going around a year before COVID that doctors didn't know what it was. Yes. ILI influenza like illness. Go look that one up. You can still find that in the CDC. And guess what? As soon as COVID was identified, ILI just disappeared Boop, off the books. It's gone. And remember folks, this 
Wuhan investigation stuff, the, 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 the biological manufacturing of this weapon started in Ukraine, in Crimea, under Obama. It was first here. He had to move it, so he went to the Ukraine. That's why Putin actually invaded the Ukraine the first time. He was after those labs. And then from there, it was moved to China. And Obama, quote-unquote, told Fauci, you have to quit funding it. Why is Fauci not in jail? Before we go to the break, we'll take the break late today. Let's cover a few more real quick. Illegal Pennsylvania Pennsylvania mail-in voting scheme that had an impact on the 2020 election has now been declared unconstitutional. It was illegal then. It's unconstitutional now, 2022. That's another one. That's not just Wisconsin, it's Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania's latest state to embrace automatic voter registration triggers new integrity fears. When you get yourself a driver's license, you are registered to vote, whether you know it or not. There's no there's no danger Nudge. of voter fraud there. Nudge, that's a shove. Yeah, it's more of a shove. Finally, Pencil, this is the whole point of all of it. This is the goal right here. Pennsylvania voters reach peak of mistrust after voting machine glitch for a second time. This is 2023, a recent election. The machines are still screwed up. They no longer trust the elections. That is what George Soros is after. All he has to do now is debauch our money. And he's got everything he needs to topple this country. Let me ask you something. Do you trust the U.S. dollar right now? Because if you do, you haven't been paying attention to the financials world. You've been set up to fall. The coup is almost over. And you don't even see it happening, do we? I don't necessarily mean each and every one of you in this class. But your friends and family don't see it. And it's happening all around them. We're going to go to a six-minute break. When we come back, Charlie will probably have his warning rant in progress sign up. Because I don't have any more homework for you. I'm just going to rant until I run out of stuff to rant about. Then we'll call it a day. See you in six.
The meme for the day is, dude, we're screwed. And me going, yeah, I know, ain't it great? <laughs> Just remember, you can vote your way out of this by voting R or D, whichever one you prefer. Donut rant in progress. <laughs> donut rant, donut rant, donut rant. <laughs> yes, I know, rant in progress. All right, folks, look, seriously. The idea that there is no evidence of a systemic election or voter fraud. <laughs> if you seriously want to sell me that, I have some oceanfront property on the moon. I want, yeah, exactly. On the moon, I want to sell you. Okay. It, you, you know, that little flat disc that hovers around the flat earth. Anyhow, pay no attention to that. That's, that's a whole nother conspiracy theory Thursday. They get a lot of my friends upset at me because yes. Oceanfront view. Where can I sign up? You missed that, didn't you? I lost. I can actually time. sell you oceanfront view property on the moon. Oh, sweet. What's your price? I'll give it to you a dollar a lot. Oh, that sounds great, man. You do realize that if you're on the moon and you look at the earth, you get to see the ocean, right? Yeah, ain't that great? Okay, cool. Now, how you're going to get there, I don't know. You're going to have to go talk to Elon. <laughs> we're not voting our way out of this folks your elections are over you you're, you're not going to have i don't think we've had a fair election since at least 2012 probably prior to that <laughs> and golden Gate bridge for free is right yeah we'll throw the golden Gate bridge in right for free <laughs> yes <laughs> we're not voting our way out of this i don't know how we're going to get out of this i don't think we're going to the problem is that this is systemic worldwide this is global. You know, 90% of the machines in this country are somehow or another connected to this Dominion thing. Have you ever researched where else the Dominion machines are used? Dang near everywhere that's funky, hunky, weird things are going on in the elections. The only place that you can trust an election is where it's purely paper ballot. All of it. Now, they'll tell you that that takes too long to count. <laughs> Yeah, right. There's another story. I forget which country it is. It's a South American country. And they have like 20 or 30 million people in their country. I can't remember. It might even be Argentina or Brazil. I don't remember. It's one of these South larger South American countries. They hand count all of their ballots and report it in one night. Everything's paper ballot. Might even be Brazil. That might be why that one guy got elected. But they hand count all their ballots. Every ballot is hand counted. We can't tabulate them electronically and report overnight. They hand count them overnight and get it right. Don't tell me we can't do it. We don't want to do it. But Joe, what if they're using dial-up internet? <laughs> they're not even using internet. They're showing up to vote in, in person with paper. Let's put this comment up here from Barbara. This isn't, This one's good. Barbara Stratton says, there is no interstate comp uh, compilation to prevent dual state driver's license being active at the same time. I am seeing a rise in people demanding to have licenses in Georgia and Florida, and they will fight you for them. And the most demanding are stereotypical lib progressives. This would mean that they are automatically registered to vote in both states, and I've seen no system to prevent dual voting. You have to wonder why they would want dual state active licenses. I'm sure it's the same for other states. Oh, Barbara, yes. Another one of the stories I didn't put in your homework today. There was a 
Democratic representative out west somewhere that voted 13 times in several different states. It wasn't just that they were voting more than once in, in two, I think it was Nevada, Arizona, and, and California. It was a female. But she was also voting multiple times within each state because she had different addresses registered. It's not just that the interstate doesn't, you know, state to state. The states don't even check within precincts. It should be a little easier to catch me there. But even if they did say, Joe, you voted in all five counties in the area where you live. Yeah, well, it was only me. I only voted in my county. What about those other four votes? Well, you know, you're going to have to count them. Every vote must count. But it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Even if I did. They're not going to pursue that. At least not if there's a D after my name. They don't care. All of this suits their purpose. The goal. Remember this. Don't forget. The goal is to undermine your confidence in the security and integrity of the election system. Because as soon as you no longer agree that we can trust, they will come up with their solution. They're creating the crisis. First, the crisis was COVID. Here, paper ballots that we know where you're ready to just cheat with like you mother hummer. Remember all those ballots that you saw on the video in occupied uh, Georgia, in Atlanta, Fulton County? They pulled those ballots out from underneath the table and they started feeding them into the machines. Did you look at those videos very carefully? They were feeding them into the machines. Those were ballots. Those were mail-in ballots. Not a one of them had been folded. Have you ever seen how these mail-in ballots come to you? They don't come in a big FedEx folder where it doesn't fold. They fold them up and they put them in a regular envelope. So how do you get a mail-in ballot returned to you without ever being folded? That's called evidence of fraud, folks. And they counted 20,000 of these after they sent everybody home and refused the poll watchers to stay and watch what they were doing. That's illegal. Nothing happened to anybody. Everybody on that video in Fulton County should have been charged. Every one of them. Well, Joe, some of them were just feeding. It doesn't matter. They know the laws. They're briefed on that before they do the job. They should have screamed their bloody heads off when they saw the law being broken. What it tells you is they're in on it. Nobody cares. At least nobody in the system that's supposed to enforce this. So what's going to happen is not only are you losing credit, you know, confidence in your election system, you're losing confidence in your government. So what do you think they have ready for you? A new way of electing people and a whole new government. That's what this is all about, folks. This is crisis. Just like we're going we're gonna to tell you that capitalism failed. No, it didn't. You guys destroyed it. And you're claiming that your destruction was a result of capitalism, the very thing you destroyed. But then they're going to be ready to give you the replacement. Socialism, the very thing that destroyed capitalism. This is um, Cloward and Piven on multiple levels. Just like I saw a story last night about our national debt and why they're not worried about it. Apparently, of all of our trillions in debt, only about $7 trillion of it is not directly connected to the federal government in some way, shape, or form. In other words, most of our debt is the government giving itself IOUs from one hand to another. I have to research this because if that is true, <laughs> oh my God, folks, you have no idea what that means. But it won't matter. We have nobody in this country 
nobody with a voice integrity enough, um, nobody with a seemingly enough intelligence to lead any type of pushback against this. And if they tried, if we found somebody that the, that the majority of righteous law abiding citizens trusted, and they told us exactly what's good. Yes. Lovers of self and money. And they told us exactly what's going on, how to fix it and said, come on, I'll lead the way. We would not follow. We wouldn't because we'd be too busy fighting with ourselves because we have a better idea. Each and every one of us would have its, uh, their own better idea. You just wouldn't follow. Plus the people who actually are good at this, they're not very good TV personalities. They're not charismatic. And whether we like it or not, even those of us on this show, you know, when we get right down to it and we're looking in the mirror, the person in our reflection kind of likes the charismatic type people. Because the remember, the most one of the most important people in the American Revolution at the start was John Adams. Does anybody on the in the classroom remember why John Adams told Jefferson to write the Declaration of Independence? Does anybody remember? I'll give you all a few minutes. There was a reason that John Adams, go ahead and type it in if you know the answer. There was a reason John Adams didn't write the draft of the Declaration of Independence. And he told everybody, he was self-aware. He knew. He was aware of why he didn't do it. And he he told Jefferson to do it for for good cause. See, I, I don't see anything on the board yet. Y'all don't know? Charlie, do you know? Does anybody know why Adams did this? Okay. You might be a little slow, a little delayed here in, in getting to you and getting back. I'm waiting. I'm going to drag my feet for a few more seconds. going to be kind of like the trivial quiz on your football game. You know, they, they, they run a few plays before they give you the answer. All right. We've waited long enough. Adams told Jefferson he was more eloquent in speech. At Jefferson was. And that Adams was brusque and burly and had a bad reputation with people. People didn't like him. He wasn't a likable guy. So he said, Jefferson, you write it. They're more likely to accept it. No, wasn't penmanship. It was personality. More than likely, I, I have a lot more in common with Adams than I ever would Jefferson. Because I have been told that I'm a little bit of a brusque and burly and, and just argumentative and dislikable or unlikable individual. I get it. I got it. But Adams is the one called the Atlas of the Revolution, not Jefferson. Because Adams not only had the leadership, but he had the ideas and the understanding that had to be pushed, and he had the integrity. Remember, he's the one that, with the St. Valentine's Day massacre in Boston, he represented the British Redcoats and got them off because they weren't guilty. And when he was asked why by the colonists, why are you representing them? He said, everybody deserves a fair trial and, and legal representation. He was a principled man. So if you had a John Adams today, I guarantee you this country would not follow him. Because we've had that opportunity and we didn't want Ted Cruz at the time and we don't want Ron DeSantis now. We will not follow principled people. We want flamboyant bombastic individuals who are going to give them hell, Ralph, and get back at them. And that's why Trump is doing so well. Populism. Yes. You mentioned speech, right? Yeah. Wasn't there someone years ago in Egypt who said he wasn't good with speech? 
And so he was given <laughs> someone to on his behalf to speak. Yes, but that's not what Adams was. Adams was asking Jefferson to do it. He said he was more eloquent in speaking, but what he was really talking about is that the people would like Jefferson better when he oh, said eloquent. In yeah, other words, I mean, he was a more likable individual. Cause if you've ever read some of the things that John Adams wrote, John Adams was just as qualified to write the declaration of independence as Jefferson, probably more so. Yeah. And, not a direct firefly there. Just kind of a little, yeah, you're thinking of Moses and Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But if, if we think we're voting our way out of this, we're, we're, I don't even know what level of crazy that's on. You're not voting your way out of this. The elections are over. If you're going to appeal to the law to protect you, one of the biggest reasons that they were able to steal the election is they were allowed to just violate the law right out in the open, and the courts allowed them. Courts let them. And you know why? It's as simple as this. It doesn't even have to be that the judges were on their side and in on the conspiracy. This is part of the thing, folks. It doesn't have to be a conspiracy that way. It's a spiritual conspiracy, okay? It, but let's say I'm a judge, and let's say I try to be a good judge, and I take myself seriously. This is the most dangerous part. People who take themselves seriously, but they're not principled, old-school principled. And you bring me a case, and I look at it, and I know, okay, you say, look, Pennsylvania, we've allowed all these votes against our state laws. And I look at it, and I say, okay, if I uphold this, I'm going to set the nation on fire. It's better that one man suffer for the for the good of the whole nation. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to allow Trump to lose. I, I'm not going to rule righteously on this. I'm not going to do the right thing here. I, I'm going to do the better thing. I'm going to take the lesser evil. You know, I'm, I'm going to do, if I do the right thing, I'm going to cause greater harm than doing the right thing. So I'm going to go ahead and say, oh, well, you know what, whatever. You can count those votes, even though it's against the state law. We'll fix it later. So Pennsylvania goes to goes to Biden instead of Trump. And by the way, folks, that is exactly what happened in Pennsylvania. That is exactly what happened. That's the same thing as calling for the execution of, of Jesus. It's better that one man die for the good of the nation. Who gives a crap? But we can't disenfranchise our voters. Exactly. That was the thinking. I don't give a rat's rip if your vote doesn't count. If you didn't submit it correctly, you're not smart enough to be voting to begin with. Joe, how dare you? Very simple. If you are that brain dead that you can't follow the simple instructions of name, date, proper address, here are my election, and then submit it with some form of ID proving who you are, you don't need to be voting. And if that offends you... <laughs> Get out of the line. I don't care. There's that caustic side of me. I don't care. Because you shouldn't. We shouldn't be given the right to vote to everybody who's a citizen anyway. Matter of fact, I don't think. This is one case where Starship Troopers has got something right. You should have to earn your citizenship in some way, shape, or form. You should either have to be. And I don't mean in corporation. You should have to own pro pro property of some sort. And I'm not talking about corporations. Just because you're part, I own a corporation. That don't count. That don't count. That's public property. No, it's a private. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. We've covered this before. A corporation's a public entity. It was created by the public through a public act of legislation. And it is allowed to treat itself as private so long as it behaves within society. 
corporations do not behave within society anymore and the structure should be annulled. There's a reason our founding fathers didn't allow them. But you should either have to have served in a time of war, in other words, earned your combat action ribbon or infantry assault badge. Sorry there, army doggies. Or have some sort of property. You, you, you should have skin in the game, real skin. And I don't mean stocks or whatever. I mean something that you actually are, you either bled for it or you pay property taxes every year for it. By the way, I shouldn't have to pay property taxes. Yes, you should. What you're actually paying is for the right to, for the rest of society to treat that piece of land that you can't possibly own. No man can, no woman, but to treat it as though it's private. Well, same thing with the business license for your corporation every year. You're paying the rest of your fellow citizens for the right to treat it that way. But now in the return that in return, that means your fellow citizens owe you the right to treat it as though it's your private property. We have gotten so far away from the conceptual ideas of how a society is supposed to be structured. How are you going to put it all back together? Tell me that. How are you going to do this? How? There, there's only one way we still have left going here. We need to secede. Somebody needs to secede from this stupid union. Now, I've already told you how to do it. I, I, I did a show on Florida seceding. And I, I think that the better part of the Bible Belt would eventually join us in short order. And we'd be able to sustain ourselves. But... You know, who's going to take me seriously? There's your problem again, normalcy bias. Let's say I'm Governor DeSantis and I get this idea from Joe Bakanovic. Well, first of all, who the heck is Joe Bakanovic? I throw the paper away because Joe's nobody. Well, that's a mistake. It's a fallacy. Just because I'm a nobody, you need to read the idea. It's the idea, not the man. So let's say he reads the idea and he goes, hey, this is really good, but I can't do it. Why? Because it caused too much trouble. Do you know, we talk ourselves out of so much stuff in our lives because we think about, look at all the trouble it'll cause. Rather than thinking about why you can't do it, have you ever started to think about how you do do it? Because that, that was the beauty of that show I did. How many of y'all remember that show? Charlie, pop yourself in here real quick. I know you remember that show. Oh, yeah. Were you surprised at all at how much thought I had actually given to Suspiri? Oh, it, it, it was good because, I mean, it... It, it, it was an easy... It was a blueprint, wasn't it? Would it? Be, it would be doable if... If if we, we had, had the political the will, will to do, do it. it, yeah, yes, it. I had thought it through more than people realized, right. and by the end of that show, you were starting to think, "Hey, wait a minute, we actually could do this." It weren't could you? work, yeah, yep. If we as human beings would just stop thinking about why we can't, start thinking about how we do. That was one of the beauties of the American people. We've bred that out of our people. Back in the turn of the 20th century, early 1900s. That was progress. How do we do it? Don't tell me I can't do it. Tell, let's get busy figuring out how to do it. That's why Wilson called it progressivism. He meant progressive steps towards socialism, but he knew that the average American would think progress in, a, in their way. That's why when I say I'm five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America, you think we're going back to whatever you want it to be, and you miss the fact that this man say we're five days away from turning us into a communist utopia. We're not paying attention and we don't care. Nobody wants to be a follower. Nobody knows how to pick proper leaders anymore. The people of this nation is where the, the root of the corruption lies, not with our leadership. If the people were still righteous, would we be electing these people? No. And let's say they stole the election anyhow. Would we tolerate that? No. 
I, I can't remember. I think it was Athens, Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. I, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a city in Tennessee, 1946, 47, somewhere near 45, right after World War II. And the local politicians were corrupt and they stole an election and the sheriff was going to protect them. And the people came after them. These were all World War II vets. They grabbed their rifles and they went to town hall where these corrupt politicians were boarded up. And they fixed that problem with the Second Amendment. It was Athens. Thank you, Aaron. You know why you're not taught about that story? For that reason right there. Well, Joe, that, that's law. No, it wasn't lawless. They knew the election had been stolen. At that point, the government is illegitimate. It resolves back to self-defense. They had illegitimate people trying to steal the apparatus of government and impose it on the people of the town. They rightfully declared the, the law of nature to defend themselves. They were acting legally within their local district. The reason we can't do this on a national level independently is because it has to be the state that acts that way. They were acting within their township. They were totally legal, and they fixed that problem by force. We're not that people anymore. Those men didn't act crazy. They didn't turn into a vigilante mob. They knew what they were doing. They fixed the problem, and then they went back home. We won't do that. And they self-organized. I've told this story before. You know how easy it is to form a militia. But the problem is the people, as a bulk, we don't have the people that will do this anymore, especially the younger generations. I was in a club one time, and I was talking to a friend of mine, younger kid. I was in my late 30s at the time. This guy was in his early 20s, and he was telling me how the militia could never happen. And it was a biker's bar. And I stood up and I yelled, hey, and I got everybody's attention in the bar. And I said, Junior here says we can't form a militia thinks it's impossible well this older guy older than me at the time stands up pretty sure he's a vietnam vet and he looked at me and he looked at the kid and he says that's so he goes let me show you how easy it is son he says how many of y'all in here were in the in the military and we all raised our hands he goes where are my officers and there were a few hands up he goes where are my ncos and there were a few more hands up he looked at the young man he said militia formed son the rest of y'all just get in and do what the ncos tell you to do it was that easy Amongst military vets, yes. Now, how many of our younger people nowadays are going to fall in and just be a private rather than argue that they need to be the general? Not knowing their head from a hole in the ground at the same time. We are not the people we used to be. And for whatever reason, the country as a whole on a macro will not accept this. How you fix that? As a sociologist, I'll tell you, I look back in history and I look at societies and I see how this works and I know how it has always been solved in the past. There has been a plague or a famine that wiped people out or there was a war that wiped them out and they reset. Bad men make hard times and then the hard times are taken advantage of by other people. And it, if you manage to survive as a society, you have to come back. It makes good men. It makes hard, tough men that will put do what has to be done to put society back in order. Or if you don't survive, you become a slave until such time as the slaves become tough enough to revolt and set things right again. And that takes oftentimes centuries before that cycle happens. Well, you are in a global cycle now. There's nowhere to go from here. Reagan told you, you lose liberty here in this country. There's nowhere left to run. It's over. 
You can't even run to Israel right now. You pay attention to their politics. They're worse off than we are in a lot of ways. There's nowhere to go, folks. This is it. So how do you globally reset? There's two ways. I either jab everybody because of the, you know, yearly plagues, which we now know we're not a plague. I got that story just last night from a lawyer friend of mine in Texas. We now know officially COVID was not a pandemic. You were told it was. It wasn't. It. I. How many of y'all, anybody in the class remember me telling you all the way back in 2020? If you were on Steve Nichols' show, you might have remembered hearing me on the radio or seen me in blogging telling you it was not technically a pandemic. It didn't meet the definition. Does anybody in the audience remember that? How the heck did I know? I looked at the numbers they gave me. I looked up the definition of a pandemic, and I said the two don't match. How do you think I knew right away that this was a scam? Because the two didn't match, and they were pushing it hard to say they did. That's all I needed. Joe, that's not proof. It is when you understand their MO. Patterns, folks. Patterns. So where how, how are you going to fix this? Well, you're either going to have to have a nuclear war that kills off a bunch of people, or you got to kill them all off through pandemic and famine and everything else. You've got to kill a bunch of people. So the only ones you have left are the ones you want to restart with. Now, you really honestly and truly want to tell me that you're not in a spiritual war? Okay. Which side is trying to kill off which side? I have not heard the supposed right-wing national racists wanting to kill everybody on the other side. I haven't heard for that. And if I do hear a bunch of white people claiming they want to kill the Jews or this or that or whatever, nine times out of 10, you can tell me the right wing. Well, they're fascists. Yes, and I know. And that means they're on the left because they're socialists. And that is a creature of the left. You call them right wing because you want to disassociate with them. But they're on your team there, lefties. The true right, even anarchists, you know, the spectrum says that's on the right. No law at all. But an anarchist is total totalitarianship of the individual. That goes over to the left. So lawlessness, just shy of anarchy. That doesn't care about you or me. They just want to be left alone. They're not looking to kill anybody. But I got Al Gore telling me we're going to have to test you in the womb to find out whether or not you're going to be a Christian conservative nut. And he won't finish the thought. Well, I know he's a eugenicist. I know he's pro-abortion. Thought finished. That's how you dog whistle in open air. His people understood exactly what he was saying. Well, so did I, because I understand progressives. Well, Joe, you're just making it all up. You read as much of their work as I have over the years and tell me if you don't start understanding them in a different way. It's why I knew exactly what Obama meant when he said he was fundamentally going to transform the United States of America. I didn't need D'Souza or anybody else to tell me what he meant. I knew it. I've learned their language. Have y'all not learned a little bit of it? Have we not covered enough of Woodrow freaking Wilson Wilson. (laughs) for y'all to start catching on? And John freaking Dewey. How are we going to fix this? How? People go, Joe, what do we do? What do we do? I keep telling you what to do. Nobody wants to listen to me. See, that's part of what I'm getting at. 
I've had people listen to me on, on Steve Nichols' radio show. Hundreds of thousands of people at a time listening. I tell them what to do. All of a sudden, I don't want to hear it. Well, I know of another man that had that problem. He's teaching this very simple gospel message, and everybody goes, oh, this teaching's too hard. I'm going home. And they left by the thousands, leaving him with only a couple hundred people left. All he said is, you got to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. And everybody said, oh, no, I'm not going to do cannibalism. No, because that was a Hebrew idiom. idiom. What he was saying is you have to accept and live this teaching. Oh, you mean I've actually got to live that thing? No, it's too hard. I got to go home. I'm looking for the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel. I don't want yours. Yours is going to get me in trouble. You know, the world's going to hate me. Yes, exactly. So they didn't want any of that. So Joe, give me this health, wealth, and prosperity solution to our country's problems. Repent and seek his face. Oh, I don't, oh that's our religious crap. I don't want none of that. It's, okay, fine. And then people come back to me a couple days later. Joe, now what do we do? I've already told you, go away. You don't want to hear the message. I'm tired of you. Joe, you're just an ugly person. No, I don't have time to waste on the dead. What? Let the dead bury the dead. Jesus told that man to go let the dead bury their dead. How does a dead man, a dead, dead man, bury somebody else? He can't. So what did Jesus really mean? Let the spiritually dead, the ones who don't care anymore, who are worthless, bury their own. So if I give you the solution and you keep rejecting it and asking me for another one, a little bit like Tom Cruise there in Movie Maverick, it's the only solution I've got because it's the only one that's going to work. You don't want that. Quit asking for the solution because you don't want the solution. You want your solution. Congratulations. You are the man of lawlessness in 2 Thessalonians 2. You have taken the seat of God in your own heart, claiming to be a believer. You are now telling everybody else, including God himself, how to fix this. And amazingly, it's your way. Exact same thing Satan did. And you wonder why I have no time for that. I'm just a private in that army. I don't want to be an NCO. He might expect more of me than he's already placed on my plate. I've already once made the mistake of saying, okay, well, if nobody else will do it, here I am, Lord. You know when you do that and you mean it? He goes, good, here, go. And you find yourself being told to do a whole bunch of things you do not want to do. But if you're a good soldier, you do them. Best of your ability. And you know what you find out? That all the people that you thought were your friends, intellectually like-minded, were going to go along and support you, suddenly abandon you going, no, this teaching's too crazy and too hard. Excuse me, I don't want no part of it. And then you turn around and you look at the Lord and you say, yeah, you're right, this is a lonely walk. Crap, you meant what you said. But you hurt my feelings. Exactly. I do that to people all the time. I read a Charles Spurgeon quote just this morning. He says, all I have is the gospel, and I will faithfully defend it. And if that hurts your feelings, your issue is with Scripture and the Lord, not me. Preach on, Brother Spurgeon. <laughs> so why are we here every day? To encourage you to repent and seek his face. To show you that everything in this world is connected. I realized just this second while I was running my mouth exactly what it is we're trying to do here. Or at least I think it's what I'm supposed to be trying to do. I'm trying to not only help you learn how to think 
think properly, but I'm trying to teach you how to think from the perspective of a Hebrew, a believing Hebrew. It's a different type of logic. It's a different way of looking at the world. To the Greek, everything is waffles. There's this subject and that subject, and they may be connected, but they're not, they're not spaghetti. They're not inter- interwound. Spaghetti, I was once explained explain to me that men are waffles, women are spaghetti. Because, you know, men can compartmentalize everything. Well, Greeks tend to do that too. Greek mind tends to think, see things that way. But he said women are spaghetti. Everything in their life is intertwined. That's how our religion goes. A Greek thinks his religion. Well, there's secular and then there's religious. No, not in the Bible. Nothing in this book is considered secular and then religious. Everything is a matter of faith. Everything you do is part of the way you live. It's all spaghetti. I've been trying to show you how everything in this world is connected to the scriptural way of looking at the world. That's what I've been trying to do since the very first show. It's the biggest reason that we separated from Steve Nichols and Freedom Networks. He's more of a political, sports, you know, pop culture, daily history headlines type of show. I know he was looking for all different types of shows, but what I was doing was causing conflict with other members within the network, causing bad conflict. I was the source of the conflict. They didn't ask me to leave. They'd still have me if I wanted to be. I left because I was I was working against their goal. It was my fault. They did nothing wrong. I have no animosity there. We're still friends. Still talk all the time. Steve still watches me. I watch him. I was watching him just this morning. It's just that we had a different way we have to go. Whether or not anything long-term comes of what we're doing here, I don't know. That's in Yahweh's hands, God's hands. I'm just, I've quit planning things too. When I tell you I follow the bouncing ball, I try to empty my mind. And the end of the day, when my wife goes to bed and I go upstairs to my office and I sit down to get ready to make your lesson plan for the next day, I sit there and I wait for the prompt that I've come to understand is the spirit. And he guides me. And what you get the next day is almost always his doing. Now he works through me. So you'll see my personality and my thinking in it. But what you get is his and what Charlie have, and I have noticed I'm not planning day to day today, but for weeks now, Every week seems to be in a packet that actually makes sense. And then when we look at it on the month, the months have been stringing together, making sense. I didn't plan that. Now, I'm not claiming to be a prophet. Don't get me wrong. I'm not doing that. I'm just being a faithful servant. The minute I quit being a faithful servant, I fully expect he'll quit working through me that way until I repent and go back to seeking his face and favor again then he might and he might not work through me. I am just trying to get you to understand that you are in a world that is governed by spiritual forces, whether you want to accept it or not. I have shown you evidence. I show you in your daily lives the thing. Rush Limbaugh could talk to you all day long, and he would be chronicles and kings in the Bible. Joe comes along and he says, hey, look, let's look at this from a prophet's perspective. And what I'm thinking about is the story that's in Chronicles about the sacking of Jerusalem. 
And then it's also in Jeremiah. Jeremiah tells you the same story, but he sees the spirit world. He sees all the angels that are going through Jerusalem slaying people. In the book of Chronicles, I think it is, it's not the angels. It's the Babylonians slaying people. Humans. But Jeremiah sees angels doing it. It's both. The angels are influencing the humans. It's the way you look at it. But you are in a spiritual war. And it is the only way that I have ever been able to justify and make sense of the things I've seen through history. The velocity vectors. And by the way, I didn't make that up. I was taught to look at things that way. But the different things that happen in history, the different agendas from the many different people who should be working against each other always, always, always seem to line up in the same directions. In the ebbs and flows of history, sometimes the vectors, vectors that push in the way of a, of a biblical direction, like in 1775, 76, the American Revolution, that pushed toward a biblical direction. And then, you know, the, the Great Awakening and all of that pushed in that direction. And then afterwards, we pushed in the other direction. We had the Civil War, and after the Civil War, we pushed back toward the Bible for a while, and then we started pushing toward the progressives, and we've been in that direction ever since. And since 1948, the velocity has sped up. Same direction of the vector, but the velocity, the push, the speed has sped up over and over and over. It's just speeding up, speeding up, going downhill. Almost like somebody took the lid off of a pit and let all the demons out. You have ears to hear what I just said? I'm trying to get you to see. You either see it or you don't. But I know from the feedback I get from y'all, some of you are starting to get it. It requires you to do, like I've told you, what the secret squirrel would tell you in, in kung fu training, kenpo jujitsu, you've got to get off your center. You have to look at the world through different ways than what you've been taught. Even if you've been a Christian your whole life, have you been watching our Faith 101 classes? You could be a Christian your whole life and know the Bible front to back. I bet you I've pushed you off your center at some point a little bit with those classes recently. Doing what we can, following the bouncing ball to do it the way he wants me to do it when he wants me to do it. That's it. Trying to live the life I'm supposed to live. Share it with you the best I know how, the best I understand it. And then encourage you to make of it what you will. It's up to you to take what we do here every day. Crunch it in your own head. Figure out what it's worth to you. And use it in your daily life for you, your family, your friends, co-workers. I don't want to tell you what to do. You ask me what we got to do. I'll tell you what I think has to be done. But I'm not going to tell you you must do it. That's not me. It once was, but it isn't anymore. Clay Tolar on the board says, seems like it's time for the devil's thousand-year reign. doesn't say he has a thousand years. It says he's loosed for a short season. A season would be approximately 90 days, you know, one-fourth one of a year. 90 days would be 90 prophetic years, possibly, more than likely. But what is a short season? I don't know. It could be short that it's less than 90 years. It could be that the season is short because that's going to be his last time out. I don't know how to read that, Clay. But be careful. Make sure you read what the text actually says, brother. Then crunch it and do the math for yourself. Make sure you're aware of what the text actually says. Because 
I've caught myself in that trap many, many times thinking I know what it says and going back and reading it and going, oh, crap. We did that yesterday with Deuteronomy 30. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. (laughs) All right, folks, we're going to cut up short just a few minutes today. Tomorrow, I'm going to be teaching you logic, but I'm going to teach you how logic, it's not always the same. There are different forms of logic. I'm going to teach you a little bit of between the difference between a Western and an Eastern way of looking at things, different types of logic. Um, And I can still see how they both are the same, but I'll see if I can't explain that to you. But the illustration we're going to be using is the Bible and the Greek versus Hebrew culture and mindset. And that's going to be the illustration. But now I know there are members here that aren't all strong into religion and everything, but this is going to be one of these days where you should tune in and pay attention because you're going to find that the things I'm going to be teaching tomorrow are going to go against what most Christian pastors teach. And you might find that the reason you've had trouble with Christianity is because it's been taught to you wrong. And I do mean wrong. Now, I'm not saying intentionally wrong, but I'm not not saying it either. But tomorrow, I want to share something with you that I'm just now starting to learn. But I've learned enough of it to know it's real. It's in your scriptures. It's there. But it's like trying to see one of those 3D laser hologram pictures that you know, until you see the dolphin jumping in the picture and you turn it just right, it's all just fuzz to you. But once you get your eyes trained to see the picture in that little laser picture, ah, oh, you know, and like one of the little holograms that you twist it just right and the picture jumps out. Once you know what you're looking for, there it is. Well, I'm going to try and help bring that fuzz into focus a little bit tomorrow. And it is a logic class, straight up logic. But I am using scripture in ancient cultures of Greece in the Hebrew ancient Near Eastern world to examine the scriptures and to show you the logic between the two and how one can lead to error and the other can lead to clarity. And that's what we'll cover. We love each and every one of you. We thank you for being here. We do appreciate it. If you like what we're doing, please hit the thumbs up buttons. That talks to me and Natasha and Charlie. Tells us that we're doing a good job as individuals on the show, that you like what we're doing, that you appreciate it. If you really like what we're doing, please, we need a few more of you to go to the donut page. You know, the donut, donate at least $5 a month. But Cass Sunstein said, I should be asking you for 400 a month. That's right. That's so right. that maybe you'll give me 10. I'm being facetious. He actually does say things like that, though. But we are asking that you help us keep the show going. We do need to come up with just a little bit more money a month to make sure that we can continue. But we're getting close. We're getting close to be self-sustaining. A few more of you helping us out. A reoccurring, buy me a cup of coffee or half a dozen donuts a month. Five bucks is all we're really looking for. If you can afford more, please do. I know everybody else in the world is asking you for money. Folks, up till this point, this show has come out of mine and my wife's pocket. I can't afford to do that much more. We're not going to get rich. We're not going to have advertising without your help. We can't sustain this forever. I'm just trusting that Yahweh is going to provide, but he's going to provide through y'all. Up to you. You decide. If you can't afford it, don't do it. But don't lie to yourself about what you can and can't afford. 
So if you're like me, you waste more money every day just on stupid stuff than you ever thought. You ever sit down and calculate it up, you'll go, holy crap. It's just the world we live in. If you like what we're doing, share us. I know a lot of you have been sharing the show on Facebook. Understand that a lot of that doesn't get to your friend's feed. So be careful with that. If there's somebody you definitely want to see the show, send them the show in particular and you ask them, watch this. Warn them about me. When we say that I'm an acquired taste, we mean it. We're not joking. We're not kidding. We know that I can be difficult to get used to. You give me a little time. I tend to grow on people. At least if you're going to like the show and get anything out of it, I'll grow on you. you. You know, I know how this works. I know what to expect. I've been doing this now for 57 years with myself. I've watched people the whole time. And to the extent that you can tolerate me, trust me, my wife will, can, will, will witness this. It's to the, to the extent that you can tolerate me, it's because I've learned how I need to behave so that you will accept me. If I was strictly straight up the way I want to be, there's about three of you here on the show that would listen to me and all of you are former military. <laughs> and that's just because you're like, well, screw it. You'll just listen to him, get what he needs to say and keep on going, forget him. All been trained had to deal with people like me. So believe me, I'm putting an effort in here. I'm second nature, but you know, I had to learn. When I tell you that I'm the love child between Gregory House and Sheldon Cooper, I'm not kidding. So warn people, ask them to give us time. This show does build on itself. And we saw somebody make the comment the other day. They said the show was interesting. They realized they're going to have to go back and catch up. Hopefully it's not a dodo cop, but there's a lot of catching up to do now. Um, but if you've been keeping up with me, <laughs> I'm not giving you enough credit, Jimmy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know exactly what you mean by that. I can, I, I've got three ways I can take that comment, Jimmy, and all three of them are <laughs> lead to different, uh, different rabbit holes. <laughs> but anyhow, we need to have Jimmy on as a guest again. That would be fun. Well, if he lived somewhere where the internet would, you know what, Jimmy, we got to get you to go to Steve's studio. And when he signs off one day, just let you sign on and do the show from his studio. We can do that. Ooh, we can that make that work. work. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that because yeah, folks like you, Jimmy. And I, you know that I know that I can just shut up and sit there and listen to Jimmy talk all day. I enjoy that. Anyhow, of course, we will end up with stories about restoring old muscle cars, which is cool. I like that too. And then fishing in the middle of the night in a cow pond. I'm not so sure I could do that, man. It's good put me in the front of the boat. And let me go to swell. If that's where you're fishing out put me in the back of the boat. Let me go to sleep. Wake me up when the storm comes. I'll stand on the bow then and scream into the wind for you. <laughs> Come and get me sucker. <laughs> all right, folks, we're going to get out of here. We thank all of y'all for being here. Just remember, if you do want to share the show with somebody, make sure they see it, share it directly right to their email or instant message. We'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> Got a 610 this morning. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all take care. Stay safe. Bye-bye.